Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Ruthie Zell. As schools start to let out, students will still have a chance to learn and grow at their local libraries. And as part of the Your Library Renewed campaign, various branches in the St. Louis County system will be seeing changes to their amenities. This Wednesday, the new Merrimack Valley branch in Fenton is set to open, and it will feature a Discovery Zone, a place designed to encourage children to explore, play, and learn. The Discovery Zone has several unique features featuring interactive touchscreens, a pneumatic tube maze, you'll have to explain that to me, a light table, a magnetic wall with gears, and a ball maze. Here to talk about the new upgrades, local libraries, is the St. Louis County Library Director, Kristen Sorth. Kristen, thanks for being here today. Oh, thanks for having me. All right. First, if you could give us a recap of what the Your Library Renewed campaign is all about. Sure. We started this program about five years ago after um, a tax campaign um, called Prop L, and it was to renovate or replace all of our branches. We have been under construction in one way or another for the last five years, and we've renovated or replaced 17 branches. Um, so that's a tremendous amount of construction and closures and improved facilities in a very short amount of time. So number 17 opens on Wednesday. That's just amazing. Now, when people come back into these libraries, it sounds like it's going to be a completely new experience taking a place of books to another level. It really is, and particularly for Merrimack Valley, um, the branch currently is located in the Fenton City City Hall, and it's about 2,700 square feet. It's very tiny. It's our smallest branch, and the new branch is 21,000 square feet. So you can actually fit the old branch in a small portion of the children's area. The children's area in the new branch is bigger than the old branch, which is pretty exciting. Yeah, so so tell me about the touchscreens. I'm trying to imagine, I'm trying to picture what this is going to be like. Sure, it's really um, kind of like a mini magic house within the library is what we, we talk about. Um, in this particular branch, uh, a pneumatic tube wall is um, a wall of tubes that have forced air through them, so you can put scarves and balls through them and watch where they go. Um, the touchscreens are really just... Um, like an iPad on the wall and the kids can play educational games and then this branch has a couple of really interesting things. We have a story wall. It has four um, rhymes on it. Itsy Bitsy Spider, uh, Wheels on the Bus, Three Little Monkeys, and I'm a Little Teapot and the kids have blocks with the words on it and with pictures and so they they put them in the right part in the rhyme. So it's really teaching them words associated with pictures in a rhyme. So really fun, and then we have this really cool um, racetrack. You can build your own car, and you have we have a finish line, and three cars can race at the same time. Really fun. Sounds delightful, it's very different. So I'm wondering, in this whole re- reconstruction prog- process, was there any public input? I mean, how did you decide what you were going to do? We did go through um, community engagement. We did surveys of the patrons and also the staff. And um, what we heard was we want more comfortable seating. We want more open spaces. We want better children's areas, better teen spaces. And so we really um, did that in these buildings. It's not 
um, it's a different library experience. We actually have quiet rooms in our new libraries because the libraries are quite noisy. There's a lot of um, activity going on and we, we placed all of our meeting rooms inside the branch with glass on the on them so that you could see inside to see our programs you can take a yoga class um, you can you know come for story time all kinds of things that um, people may not expect at a library like yoga or Zumba or slide dancing class and it sounds like your, your goal is to actually reach out to more people who might not go every day to the library. Exactly. I, we're definitely, we still have books. That's still what we do, what we want people to come in and read. But we also want people to come in and use our free Wi-Fi or our public computers or to come see an author. We have a great author event program at our headquarters branch and some of our other branches. And then we just have fun things for people to check out. We check out musical instruments and you can check out hotspots, Wi-Fi hotspots. And we're talking about maybe starting to check out binoculars for people who are interested in in birding so we try and be um, we try to do things that are really different that respond to the needs of the public see and I thought downloadable books were a big deal <laughs> well downloadable books are awesome but um, you know we also have paper books and then we also have all kinds of other fun things you can check out now, one of the branches that I use a lot is the Mid-County. Yes. I, I was just astounded by the fact that, oh, they're just going to tear it down and just build up another building. So yes. I, I'm curious in terms of square footage and that sort of thing, how different is that going to be? So that branch is bigger than it used to be. It grew um, quite a bit, and it also has a brand new parking garage. If you were in that parking garage before, you know that it wasn't the greatest. And so now it's got this great parking garage. It also has a much bigger meeting room, so the community can use the meeting room. Um, and that branch has been pretty complicated because it's in the center of Clayton, and it's hard to do construction in a, in a more urban environment. So that one has taken longer than we would like it to. I, I get more questions about Mid-County than I do about any other branch that we've done. Is that because of the number of people that pass through there? I do. I think it's very visible. So everybody sees it. It's got a great, it's a great location in Clayton, and we love being in the middle of Clayton. Um, and with all the development going on there, um, it's going to be a really great resource. And it will have Sunday hours. We've never had Sunday hours at the Mid-County Branch in Clayton. And actually, the Merrimack Valley Branch will have Sunday hours as well, which is a very busy day for us. Yeah, and I would imagine, too, with the Centene expansion, you're going to oh pick up gosh. a lot of new members. Tons of new members. And also, there's just a lot of development there with all the new condos and apartments that are going in there. It's going to be very busy. And that's why we wanted to add Sunday hours okay. as well. Now, these discovery zones that you were talking about, are they, are, is there going to be some kind of discovery zone in every library branch that's being renovated? No, we only have three. So we have um, one at, one at um, Daniel Boone, one at Florissant Valley, and then this one at Merrimack Valley. And we tried to place them regionally. This way, they're really a destination place for families to go and spend time with their kids. Um, so after... Is it this week's opening? Yes, Wednesday. So what are what will the next this year? Will there be any other openings scheduled for this year? I know um, 
that Mid County is next year. Mid County's this year. Oh, it's this year. This August, oh, in just okay. a couple of months. Oh, so Mid County will finally be back open in Yay. August. Yes. <laughs> and then the the final projects are the headquarters building, which is at 40 and Lindbergh. And then we bought land recently to build a new branch in Eureka. We have a branch in Eureka, but it's in a in a leased space. And so we bought some land at the base of a brand new neighborhood, and we are um, in design right now to build that branch. So do you have a specific timetable since you are so early in the process? Right. For to be done with everything, yeah. I think we'll be done with everything around 2022. So um, not too far away, we should be just about done with everything. And then we'll be bored. We always say, what are we going to do with ourselves? <laughs> but, um, you know, we've been very innovative during the construction. We didn't want to just focus on construction. So we've added a lot of programs and services during this time as well. Do you all also entertain, even though you've got everything pretty well set, do, do you continually entertain ideas from the public about what could be added in terms of services? We do. We get suggestions all the time from the from patrons. And for example, musical instruments, that's something that um, people have often asked about. Um, telescopes, you know, we have a telescope lending program. So there's a lot of times we take patron comments, either informal or formal, and then we do an evaluation and decide if we should start um, offering that service or that program. You know, we've had lots of requests over the years for um, all types of um, programs related to health and fitness and art. And so we've tried to add programs that um, the patrons want. And in terms of the instrument rental, it seems to me that concerts wouldn't be far away. We, we do have concerts. So um, we actually have a couple things. Um, we have a, a reading garden at our Saks branch, and we often have outdoor concerts there. Um, and then at Merrimack Valley, we have a lot of outdoor green space there. It actually has a walking path that's a third of a mile that goes all the way around the branch, which is we've never had before. An outdoor reading deck where you can sit outside and read. And we plan to have a concert there um, the, in the next week after we open it. So we definitely have concerts at the library. So it just sounds like there's something for everyone. There really is. It's a fun place. I think that, um, you know, it's definitely not your shushy, come in, um, grab a book and leave as quick as you can a place. It's a place to come in and have a good time. We're talking with St. Louis County Library Director Kristen Sorth about the latest upgrades in addition to the library system's branches. And I'd like to invite our listeners to join into the conversation. If you have a question or comment for our guests, give us a call at 314-382-8255. That's 382-TALK. Or you can send us a tweet at STL on air or email us at talk at stlpublicradio.org. So what are some of the other initiatives that are taking place within the library system right now outside the campaign? So we have a couple of things. Of course, Summer Reading Club starts in a couple weeks. So we encourage everyone to come in and um, participate in Summer Reading Club. That's for kids and um, teens and adults. And then we also have our summer lunch program. We offer summer lunches for um, kids at several of our branches. And then we have this really great new program called Mind Play Virtual Reading Coach. And it is online software that is really um, to assist adults who want to improve their reading skills. Do you have any personal favorites? I know you're probably like a proud mom that doesn't <laughs> want to say you like one kid more than the other, but do you have a personal favorites for branches? 
Well, I always say that the last branch to open is my favorite, but I will tell you my very favorite branch is Grant's View. It's right across from Grant's Farm, and you can sit in there and see the animals at Grant's Farm. However, Merrimack Valley is amazing, um, so it may give Grant's View a run for its money. Well, what are some of the latest trends in terms of how libraries should be engaging with patrons these days? I definitely think that it, it's more of a community space. Um, for, for some neighborhoods, it is the center of community. And I think it's a place for people to gather and have conversations. We have um, tons of comfortable seating. We have some small meeting rooms where and some study rooms where people can gather um, to talk and visit. It's a place to go and learn new things, to be exposed to things that you've never learned before, like musical instruments, I think a lot of people think that those are for kids, but adults, a lot of adults come in and try out musical instruments that way. So it's it's definitely a place to come and discover new things and meet new people. Well, you know, it's funny you should mention that the St. Louis Guitar Society, I've seen them rehearse at the Mid-County Branch. Yes. So yeah, I can for sure say that adults do take part in that. They do, and we have, like, at headquarters, we have a ukulele um, fight club meeting where all these people come in and sit around and play the ukulele together. And you know, there's not a lot of places where you can get together with people you don't know and hang out and play the ukulele in a library, much less. Wow, we've got a call right now from Elizabeth. She lives in Belleville. Good afternoon, Elizabeth. Hi, how are you? Doing good. I absolutely love all the things that are going on and all the really neat things that you can check out from libraries now. Uh, but I just want to make a comment about, um, you know, what you had said about uh, libraries are no longer shushy kinds of places you can go and have a good time. I yearn for the day when libraries were quiet, peaceful places where I could go to think and concentrate and focus and read a book and just relax or whatever. Um, you know, sometimes I'm on the computer and it would be nice to be able to focus on what I'm doing instead of having to listen to 10 conversations going on around me. So that's my two cents for the day. Well, we appreciate that, Elizabeth. Thank you very much. It is so funny when you look at movies like I, I was thinking of Mary and the Librarian yes. from The Music Man. And it was all about, shh, yes. everybody be quiet. <laughs> and it's just, uh, that idea has been turned on its head. It has a little bit. I still think, I was, you know, I'm in libraries frequently, obviously, and I, it is still pretty quiet in places. And we do have quiet spaces in our branches. Um, and some of our branches have quiet computer labs, plus we have all these quiet study rooms. So we really did try and take that into account. But I would say the kids' areas aren't quiet, the teen spaces aren't quiet, but a lot of the adult spaces are, are still pretty quiet. I'm wondering if you have any kind of particular story or experience about a family or individual who the library was really able to help to reach out to. We, we actually do. Um, our summer lunch program, um, which offers, it's in partnership with Operation Food Search, and we offer um, summer lunches for kids 18 and under. And I had a letter a couple years ago from a parent who um, took their kids to the Weber Road branch, and they just happened to stumble across the summer lunch program. And they were really struggling to make ends meet, and there was no stigma associated with that. The kids were there for a program and to check out 
out books. And so the mom just said, hey, let's get lunch while we're here. And they went in and had lunch. And uh, she wrote me a really lovely letter. And um, that's a pretty amazing program that we have with Operation Food Search. And we hear those kinds of stories frequently. So when you have certain amenities, certain programs, how do you, how do you prioritize what, which branches will get, offer which services? We, um, when, we, when we're doing a new program, we often pilot it. So we try and do it at a couple branches where we think um, it would be most popular or where the need um, is significant. Um, for summer lunch, for example, we do those only in the branches where the school districts qualify for free or reduced lunch. But um, some of the other programs, we try and pick regionally. So we pick a couple branches all over St. Louis County, and then um, we see how they work, and then we try and expand to all of the branches. Now you have, you were talking about the uh, speakers. I, if I recall, tomorrow night, you've got a couple of suspense writers, I think, at I think we do, yes. We have a really, we, we like to say we have the largest author event series in the country, and we have some really amazing um, uh, authors that come to headquarters. We um, often have about 850 people that are there to see our speakers. We had David Brooks a couple, a month ago, and he was awesome, and uh, it was packed. 850 people is a lot, and we put them in the middle of the reading room at headquarters. That's awesome. Now, the director of the Ferguson Library was on the show recently. So uh, do, do you ever have collaboration with independent libraries like, like Ferguson? We do. We collaborate a lot with uh, St. Louis Public Library in the city. Um, we have several joint programs. We do uh, Career Online High School. Um, we partner with them on that program, and that's our program where adults 25 years of age or older can go back to high school with their library card. Um, we also have Born to Read, which is a program where every baby born in a hospital in St. Louis County and also in St. Louis um, City gets a bag with a book and a library card and information about early literacy. And then when we launched our Wi-Fi hotspot lending program, we launched at the same time St. Louis Public Library did. So we try and partner all the time. And we um, have a relationship with St. Charles Library and then with all the municipal libraries like Ferguson as well. So we're lucky in St. Louis that we have so many great, thriving, amazing libraries. And we also have reciprocal borrowing, which means you can get a library card wherever you live, it doesn't matter, and you can check out books for free. And another service you offer, because, and I'm, I admit I'm guilty of this, I have both a city and a county library card, and sometimes I will return a book to the wrong place. I mean, just the wrong system, but it manages to return where it should be. It does. We try and get the books back where they belong, definitely. And when you said that, that reminded me, we have a new um, program, and I think St. Louis Public Library has this too, where your items auto-renewal, auto-renew, so you, the the odds of getting late fees are very small when you have auto renewal. Oh, now th I'm th hoping that there are going to be some listeners who are very intrigued by everything that you've said. They are not a member. They don't have a card. So how are they? How would they get started with it? Sure, they should just come into the library and tell them that they want a library card, and it's really easy to sign people up for one. And it opens a whole world of possibilities. You don't only have to come in to the library to use it. You can use our databases. You can download eBooks. Um, we just have a number of services that are available online as well. All right. 
Um, I am going to take a chance. There's a quick question here from Madonna, one of our listeners in Crestwood. She wants to know how the library board arrives at the new interior designs. So we have architects that we hire for um, all of our buildings. And uh, we've worked with many architects in St. Louis, and we work together, the administration and uh, the team that works on that, works with the architects, and that's how we select the interiors. Okay, well, our time is winding down, but I want to thank you, Kristen Sorth of the St. Louis County Library System for joining us today. Learned quite a bit. <laughs> well, come on into the library. We're happy to have everybody. Oh, well, I'm very excited. <laughs> I, you can count on that. Great. Thank you. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio 90.7 KWMU.